five, four, three, two, one. Energize podcast is back. Number six. Number six. Okay, so after a long bank holiday weekend, we are back in action. Give it a round of applause if you're at home, if you're on the dart. Yeah, fair play to survive on the weekend. It was a, a rough one, Barry, wasn't it? Yeah, a lot of things happened. Uh, before we go into exactly what happened, there was football going down, rugby going down, UFC going down, and festivals going down. Yeah, it was all going down. Yeah, so very energised. We had the Lions Tour kick off, Champions League final, Ireland played, and UFC 212, and me and Barry attended Forbidden Fruit Festival. Yeah, it was, it was like that was a lot. That's a lot to take in. Yeah, it was it was it was a long weekend. So yeah. Barry, we might as well start off with what we were doing. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so we kicked off the weekend on Sunday with Forbidden Fruit. Yeah, it was very fruity. Very fruity. Uh, yeah. What can you say about Barry? To be honest, I didn't know a hell of a lot of the lineups going into it. I didn't know a lot of people playing. But then they that never really. Encouraged me or deterred yeah, me to yeah. go to festival. It's all about the balls, yeah. Not? Who's going? That's it. I remember I was asking work who was playing, and uh, I said Bon Iver, but they were playing on Monday and we weren't even there that day. Yeah, look, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You go there, you have a good time, you have a bop, you have a few drinks, you see a lot of people you haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, uh, I, I met one of the lads I knew from Galway, and he was just randomly there. It was great crack to see him. Hold on, hold on, before we get into this. Explain your outfit. Your outfit was definitely one of the top five best outfits there. All right, you'll see it on the Instagram. So, I'd work for 17 days straight leading up to Forbidden Fruit, right? So, I was like, I'm going to go buy myself a new outfit, you know, treat yourself and all that crack. So, I decided, right, I'm going to buy something outrageous. So, I went in around shop looking for something. And, first of all, I was in Top Man. I saw this this wife beer or vest or whatever you want to call it with a pineapple. And I was like, I want the pineapple. Did you think about what you were going to get before you went in? Or did I knew just... it was buying something festival themed. Yeah, okay, I just didn't yeah. know what yeah, it was. Okay, like, yeah, I had no yeah. idea what was in the shops. Okay, okay. And then I was like, right, check, got a vest. Because I, I was always going to wear like a shirt open anyway. I knew that was going. The Irish Coachella. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> then, I wore, then I bought a necklace. Right? And uh, then I bought a white shirt with polka dots on it, which did not feature. Do you see one of the lads sent me a Snapchat wearing a white shirt with polka dots on it? So, yeah, that wasn't happening. Yeah. So then I also had although, this. Although we're meant to be going to see sessions in a while as well. Yeah, so. don't worry, both outfits gonna reappear. Okay, yeah. <laughs> on the same day. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I bought this like very light turquoisey shirt with cars on it. You'll see it on the Instagram picture. Yeah. It was outrageous. And then I bought these sunglasses that like I think they're I call them blind man sunglasses. Like you look like yeah. a blind man wearing them. They're, they're like. John Lennon ones from the Beatles, obviously. Yeah, and then obviously I had my hair redone, so like it's like super blonde, and yeah, like I was I was just styling and profiling. Yeah, when you arrived at my door, uh, I was like, "What is going on?" Yeah, yeah, I went all out, like yeah, 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 very all out. Yeah, and then I just had a pair of black shorts on, and then just a pair of black shoes. Yeah. But yeah, I went all out for the festival season. Yeah, we were sort of unlucky. Like we would have went on the Saturday as well, but like with the the lines was on. Champions League final was on and UFC 212 was on. We were like, right, here, we'll just watch all that on the Saturday and then go and enjoy ourselves on the Sunday. But uh, what did you make the actual the event itself? Like, It seemed very well organised. Everything seemed to be like well laid out. Um, it was easy to sort of nav- navigate around even though like we are half cut. Um, I wish there was better drinks uh, choices. Obviously, Bulmer's sponsored event and like there's nothing against that. But like, I felt like it was very limited drink choice, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like sort of have a point of bombers or that was it really from what I could see. Yeah. Um, we were slightly unfortunate with the weather as well later on in the day. It got a bit rainy. Uh, myself and Ross, it was it was starting to rain and then uh, we saw this like one of the only tents there really. Yeah. And uh, we let two lads sneak in in front of us and then they got like chased by security and then we just ran left and got yeah, to hide there. Yeah, when all the security was gone we were like right, see it. Yeah. And, and we, we bolted in. Yeah, and we actually think Conor McGregor was in the vicinity there as well. Because uh, he went, Joe. You know, he was actually told like not to leave the VIP, and then he was like, "I'm Conor McGregor. I'll do what I want." Just so there's no cars. Like you, you, yeah. you're probably better off not telling him what to do, because like then he's probably gonna do whatever he's not supposed to do. Do the complete opposite, yeah. Yeah, I think that's his sort of like life motto, wasn't it? Yeah, but what you like, he's have to sign the contract to Floyd Mayweather. Like, do you think, like, well, it 
is he taking things seriously or is he just pretending not to take them seriously or I don't know, I, I, I think it's, it's too. It was too easy of a festival for him to attend. Really, wasn't it? Yeah, right. It made, the front sense. Door. It made sense for him to go. Yeah, but friends, look at Cowboy Cerrone. Like he's always like he's on the gargoyle all the time. Yeah, and bungee jumping. At the end, they. I didn't even see a drink in his hand in any pictures or anything. No, I saw like, one. I saw one. Oh yeah, but like yeah. who knows? Like in fairness, if he he could have trained his bollocks off that morning and trained like ten times the rest of the week, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they would let your hair down. Oh, no, 100%. Yeah, it was, just, it was it was funny how he was there and not many people got to actually physically like, see yeah, him. Yeah, it was, he, he was a lot more sheltered this time than he was last yeah. time. Although it was hard, it's harder to notice people because it was, well, when we got there, it was like almost halfway done. It was getting darker and yeah. so many people have sunglasses on that you can't even make out who's who. Yeah. Also, someone took a picture of Stephen Cluxton, the former uh, Dublin uh, uh, goalkeeper. goalkeeper. Yeah, but he had his face face painted so you couldn't like you, you couldn't make it. Was, him. Yeah, yeah, it's, ma- it's amazing, yeah. Yeah, no, um, for me, I'd say 8 out of 10 festival for me, really enjoyed it. Um, the, the only thing is, with that being a three-day festival, I don't like going back, like, as I call it, return to the scene of yeah, the prime. Like, yeah. if you let me go home and sleep in my bed, like, the chances are, like, I'm not going to be as keen to go the following yeah. day. Yeah, that's why I prefer electric picnic. Yeah, because you sleep down there. Yeah, you're like, You wake there. up in the carnage. Yeah, yeah. What was your, what, like, what was your favourite ever gig? Or, um, Definitely electric picnic. Yeah. It just was, like. First time I went to Electric Picnic was the best time. So two years was. ago? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Might have to make a return appearance this year. Yeah. No, that, that was a great experience, yeah. Yeah, it's loose as anything as well. Yeah, and I like the way you actually stayed there. It's just the effort of leaving and having to go through all the security and then, like, thousands of people all going for the same taxis and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it gets a bit loose after it. A loose! Because it's, like, very quick to end, isn't it? It's yeah. Like, it's over, everyone out. Yeah, it's like a nightclub. Yeah. Get out of here. It's like, all right. Yeah, it's like the lights go on. Yeah, uh, they they really on the on the Monday actually they really they were they were messed around with the weather. Told, like everyone was absolutely mm. soaked. Yeah, just thank God we weren't that. Yeah, I can't deal with that. I can't deal with like actually arriving to the place just drenched. You know what I mean? Outfit ruined. Yeah, balls killed. Ruined. Everything. Yeah, no. No, it was a good experience. Like seeing the lads. Also, like you're standing there where you're drinking, and just getting like rainwater. Yeah, they do it. It's not the same. Gooder water. Yeah. So overall, Barry. Successful festival for yourself? Yeah, I was looking forward to it. It went well. Now, the, the next one to look forward to really is Sea Sessions up in Donegal. Bunny Dorn. Yeah, Bunny Dorn. Suppose he Seafs is sorting us out with the tickets. Yeah, come on, Seafs. Seafs, thanks for not listening. Yeah. He never listens, but yeah. YOLO. Hopefully, he gets us like free accommodation as well. Yeah, yeah. And drink. And a lift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very right, Seafs. Barry, what's up? What's yeah. on today's plan? Oh, yeah, first of all, also, Bruno Lupo. Happy birthday to you, 27th today. Probably not listening as well. Very Bruno. Yeah. Um, okay, today's agenda. We're going to kick it off with football. Then we're going to move on to the rugby. And we're going to finish off with the UFC. Because uh, that's, that's how we roll. That's how we roll. And there was so much on. We had to like organise this. We don't just roll out of bed and come up with this stuff. That's actually written down. Yeah, Barry, Barry has the diary. If you yeah. ever hear me mention the diary, Barry has this journal that like everything gets written in. And then like we have a panic every... like month and a half and like Barry needs, a, needs new a new one, one but, yeah. but like he's so specific about the diary it has yeah. to be this exact one and yeah. like, we have to make sure we get it that has to be a pen and, holder yeah and if there was ever if they ever went out of date like god help us yeah also if uh, if you're ever going to hold me up like just you can you yeah can, you have to be both the diary oh yeah I think they can take the phone over the diary yeah because then I wouldn't know oh yeah before we actually move on to the football uh there was a there was a like there there was a big the Manchester gig was on on Sunday. Oh yeah, the one love. I think that's what they call it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, huge axe playing uh, from Ariana Grande. It was returned. Um, Coldplay. Coldplay actually played with Liam Gallagher. Yeah, that was amazing. Anyway, how did you even organise that? Um, Justin Bieber was there. I think Noel Horn. Yeah. Anyone else? Anyone who's basically in England was there at it. Yeah. And like yeah, and like as you know, myself and Ross are like second favorite city is obviously Manchester because yeah. we love Man United. But uh, all that bombing stuff is just that's taking things to a different level, and uh, like nobody need like that should just not be happening. Full stop. And then even on the Saturday night, there was stuff going off in London as well. Like, will these people just get a fucking grip and sort your own lives out, and not be trying to fucking ruin other people's you absolute pricks? Fuck you. So anyhow, bring it back. 
<laughs> Sorry, I would just have to agree with yeah, that. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually very rare Barry actually gets overly no. passionate about that sort of thing. But like, he like it was just like completely uncalled for. Yeah, ruins everything. Makes every time you're going to a social event now, there's like that thing in the back of your head that like yeah. is someone going to do something. And like, it was the most bizarre concert of all time for people yeah. to attack. Where there was like like, like young... fourteen year old girls basically was like the demographic. And uh, now like. She'll be scarred about that for life that like she held the concert and yeah. like twenty people died at it. Yeah. Supposedly they raised like fourteen million mm. fair play to them. Did you see all the people there at the gig? They're all like like running around in circles. It was yeah. actually it was actually such a odd atmosphere. It was like a festival. Yeah, but it was like great. it was like it was like good odd, like Yeah, but it was sheer positivity and yeah, sheer yeah, love positive, about it. Yeah. So like it it's was amazing impressive. when like like because realistically we're all just here alone. But like when people work together towards like a good thing, the outcome is always amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it just shows that like bad things can lead to good things happen. Yeah. Although so, it's unfortunate that bad things have to happen yeah. to make good things happen. But look, that was that. Yeah, yeah it's it's upsetting. And yeah. like, just leave it out. I mean, like, what are you just doing? Anyhow, moving on to the football Champions League final weekend. Um, as everyone knows, the man of the moment again, Cristiano Ronaldo, is he just sold the show. <laughs> The, the showstopper, really, yeah. isn't he? Like, he just uh, win the Champions League final again. Four uh, one. Was never really in doubt. Ross, what's you actually make of the game itself and the main man of the moment? The, well, okay, the first half, Cristiano Ronaldo thought he was Paul Pogba scored deflecting goal in the final. Then Manzuka scored the best goal of the year in the Champions League easily. That was probably that could have been one of the best goals ever in the Champions League final. Yeah, yeah, it was up there with like Zidane against Leverkusen, wasn't it? Yeah. And then yeah, 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 yeah. And then you have Real Madrid were the only team that came out in the second half, and look, they scored three goals. It never really looked in doubt once they got the first one. They were just the superior team. It was a bit weird seeing them win the. I know they all changed back into the white, but yeah. it was weird seeing them. It would have been weird seeing them lift the trophy in purple. Yeah, wouldn't it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. like I wasn't actually surprised when they changed changed it back to white. It made sense. Well, it made as sense. Yeah. So, so, as soon as I saw. Yeah, because they're like sure, that they are Los Blancos. Yeah, that that photograph lasts forever as well. Like you want to be wearing the right color. Yeah. Um. Also, Sergio Ramos got Quadrado sent off for like apparently stamping on his toe. Once the game was actually over, they never really showed the highlight again. But like, no. and when I did see the highlight, like. The feet were sort of cut out of it. Yeah, it yeah, was. It was at a weird. It was terrible. Angle. It was a weird angle of the pitch that, like, you wouldn't really expect an incident to happen. So, like, yeah. I wouldn't even say like, it was bad camera work. It was just the way it happened. And Ram- it was, Ramos is such a wind-up merchant, isn't he? Yeah. So slick, though. I mean, like, one of the slickest footballers in the world, but just is an absolute wind-up merchant. No, the final scores, like, on average, I think in the last few years, like eight goals a season, which is like outrageous. Like midfielders don't score that many goals. Is he the best centre back? Is he? The, the, thing, the thing is, you'd easily say that, but then like he's also been like sent off about four or five more times than uh, anyone else. Yeah, but if you look at yeah, he's been there about ten years now, and then look at Roy Keane, for instance, he was sent off loads of oh, times. No, as well. He's a big game player, isn't he? He really yeah. comes and stands up for him, and he's their captain now. So like, if it was if it was up to me, like, and you had to buy a team from scratch, and you got to buy any centre half, I think Sergio Ramos must be top of the list. Yeah. I I find it weird the way him and PK are going back and forth, back and forth, slagging each other. Yeah, and they have both won everything yeah, together. A World Cup and a European Championship together, and like they're similar enough age, and like as much as their teams are competitive against each other, they're not really in competition together. Like they're like the number one and two, whichever way you want to take it, yeah. centre halves in Spain. Although if you look at the way Ferguson and Keane they won so much together, like it, just because you won so much doesn't mean that you're actually going to be forever friends as well, which is weird. Yeah, that, but, like, that is true. But like what like. Two European trophies, uh, champ. Uh, sorry, a World Cup. Like I mean, these lads have won it all. Like. Yeah, Spain were unbeatable for a while, and like they were that was sort of the focal point of it. So yeah. they were quite well because mm. Ramos would go attack the ball and PK would sort of sit, sort of like an old school Vidic and Ferdinand. Yeah. Ferdinand would sit, Vidic would attack. But yeah, like Champions League final, what you make out of the competition all together? You you actually gave Real Madrid. Yeah, you, backed them from the start. They were the my start. team. Yeah, yeah. Um, Look, it, it's uh, like, yeah, you, you have that little bit of smugness. I'll be like, yeah, I picked them from the start, but like, you pick, I picked the best team from the yeah, start. Like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like, it's like, there's only there's only five or six teams that were ever going to compete for the Champions League title this year. Like, Monaco came out of the blue. They were like, probably the, 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 overachie- the overachievers of the Champions League. But at the end of the day, Real Madrid, they were just the best team. I find like, the only time Real Madrid struggle is if they play against Barcelona. And if someone else knocks out Barcelona, I really struggle to see 
any other team beating Real Madrid. It's only when Real Madrid sort of have to change their tactics, yeah. then they're not as good. But like when they play their own style, they're all out. Yeah, it, what's called, sure, look at it. In the last five years, it's only been Barcelona and Bayern Munich or Real Madrid to win the Champions League. And like Real Madrid have now won three or four. Like they think they're the Sevilla, the Europa League, the Champions League. Like it's incredible. Three or four Champions Leagues in a row. Like no one's done that in a very, very long time. Yeah. And the likes of Pepe didn't even make the bench. James didn't make the bench. I mean, the players that yeah, they have there. Yeah, shows the squad, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Strong. They're bringing in like a lot more like young homegrown players of late as well. So Dan's doing a great job there. Like Lucas Vasquez, Asensio. They're all getting loads of game time. Yeah. And like I know Varane, like he wasn't like you know, from Madrid or whatever, but, like, he, he might, like, that's where he, like, learned to play his best football. Like, he, he's been incredible there. What what do you say, 23 yeah. and he's won three right. Champions Leagues already? Okay, so, Ramo, uh, Rafael Varane, centre-back from, uh, spe- uh, sorry, the centre-back of Real Madrid, the French guy, he has now won three Champions Leagues and he's only 24. He is the youngest person to ever win three Champions Leagues. Uh, the closest person was Maldini from AC Milan, who was 26. So imagine that, at 24 you've won three Champions Leagues. Like, yeah. Where'd you go from this? Incredible. And like, he doesn't even really get mentioned, does he? No. And he started as well. Yeah, well, the team the team at Real Madrid, it just it works really well together. Like, Carvajal, like Marcelo I think is so underrated. Like, I just don't think he gets the plaudits he deserves. He's yeah. like, Well, it's because he's a left back, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, I know, yeah, but he's an incredible player. Like, his, his ability to go forward is insane. And... What what I see I saw a fantastic start in Tony Cruz in the last four if not five Champions League campaigns his worst pass completion rate was ninety three percent so like what more do you want from that fella he's absolute magic man midfield he, he does it all from real work or yeah. from the sort of freeze with Modric to do his little thing and then like you have all those attacking threats that they have like Isco was quality this year in the second half of the season for yeah. Real Madrid. Yeah. And like he, Very he knocked, knocked Bale out of the team. Yeah. And then like Which is hard to do because of the money back in Bale, like the most expensive player in the world. No, it is incredible. And then like I sort of don't get the Benzema Bulls anymore. Like I don't I honestly don't know what he brings to the team anymore, but yeah. like he's there. I think it's inevitable that he'll eventually leave and then Ronaldo will sort of move into that position. Yeah, I think so. Uh so like a final note on, on Juventus now, but, but like they're really it's weird to say that they were really found out, but they were. Yeah, look, they sort of relied their whole campaign on not conceding goals. Yeah, and when you go up against Cristiano Ronaldo, it's it's a different gravy. Yeah, like when they played against Barcelona, their defenders are so much more physical than Barcelona's attackers. Real Madrid's forwards like they have it all. Like, you look at someone like Ronaldo, I know Bale didn't play, but, like, there was always a threat, you could come on. Like, they're big, they're physical, they're strong, they're fast. They can shoot from distance. Yeah, they can shoot from distance. They can basically score all the goals. Yeah, any type, yeah. Like, Casemiro's goal was unbelievable. And at the end of the day, Real Madrid were, like, they're better footballers. Like, they compete physically. And they'd won it before. They'd already reached the mountaintop. Like, there was no, this is going to be our first time. They were comfortable in the final. The occasion didn't get to them. And at the end of the day, they're like that that Juventus defence, as good as it is, and like as well as they can be positionally balanced and all that, they are that good bit older. Yeah, and they lack like, pace. They lack pace. And to be honest, they didn't show up on the night. Oh yeah, I think afterward Manzuka scored a goal and then uh for the next five minutes they were sort of attacking again. And then every, after that they sort of they sort of just lacked the belief really, didn't they? And I think when it came down to it, it was the big game. And a lot of their players didn't stand up that the way it, they yeah. had him. Like Higuain, you know, he's seen. Uh, Diabala, he was like fairly kept fairly quiet. Yeah, but he's also inexperienced as well. Mm. You know. No, I'm just saying when it yeah, when yeah, it came yeah. to like when it came for those players to you know make the name for themselves, they didn't really stand up and do it. Yeah, and they didn't they didn't really have anyone off the bench really. No, it's not like Real Madrid where they have you know a Murata or someone to bring on that can like be a game changer. Yeah. It's funny how Murata lost the Champions League final with Juventus against Barcelona. And then now he's after winning it against Juventus. Yeah, that is a bit nuts. He's had he's had a quite a strange career because he's so highly touted, but like he's never really got a full season of full playing anywhere. Uh, no, like, Juventus he did a bit, yeah. Yeah, but I don't think he played like thirty plus games in the league, and then like a full Champions League campaign. I think I think he, like he went there, and then he was just getting in, and there, and then Juventus uh, Real Madrid were like, oh, here we're taking him back. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like yeah, he's, yeah. he's he's never been like. For as good as he is, yeah. he's never been, been given that over full, tested, yeah. full two full seasons run out start or every game. 
But like they're saying he's worth sixty million, so I don't know. Yeah, but so is nearly everyone really, aren't they? Yeah, I suppose it. Yeah. I suppose anyone who scored. Three starts for ever. Spain now as well, yeah. so I mean any place for Real Madrid, that just makes you worth more really. Yeah, it's a bit like Tom Cleverley when you playing for Man United. It was, it was like, right, you're now in the England team, even though he's brutal. Speaking of Man United, Super Cup final, Manchester United against Real Madrid now. Are you still back in Real Madrid? Oh, just don't make me say that out loud. Would it? <laughs> yeah, to be honest, like Real Madrid, we can, I think we can win, but yeah. We, we can edit this part out. Oh, no, we won't. Yeah, but, um, we won't. Uh, no, like, at the moment, I'm sitting there going, Real Madrid are the better side, but like, who knows what signs you know, they're going to bring in. It's, you know... Jose Mourinho versus Dan would be interesting but as of now I'm saying Real Madrid but close to the game I'll probably pick Man United because like, yeah. my heart will grow fonder yeah, that's the 8th of August by the way but before we finish up on that Champions League Barry yeah. I have to tell you about our main man Cristiano again Okay. signed the largest deal in sporting history with Nike a 1 billion dollar deal a lifetime deal with Nike what do you think of that? Like, a Billy. He's the biggest. He's the biggest superstar in sport in the world. Like he has over hundred million followers on Instagram, let alone Facebook and Twitter, or Tinder. Uh, <laughs> like I mean, if you're gonna market your whole franchise to someone, why not pick Ronaldo? I I actually read the stats on it because I was interested to see what, how they came to the billion dollar valuation and why he was. And a social media guru said Ronaldo's annual social media. Presence and hits is worth four hundred sixty million a year for Nike, so like that's incredible. Number one, Nike can also give Ronaldo his own brand from Nike. Uh, number two, if that is valuation is correct, over in two and a half years time, Ronaldo like been worth that deal for Nike. He paid it off, yeah. And number three, Ronaldo has over two hundred sixty-two million um, social media followers. That's more followers he has himself then Snapchat has daily users yeah yeah Snapchat has in around 150 million daily users Cristiano Ronaldo has over 100 million more hits on social media than Snapchat do users a day to me that's crazy it's weird to say someone deserves a billion dollar deal but if anyone in football <laughs> deserves a billion dollar deal it's Ronaldo and like, Rooney yeah Rooney <laughs> <laughs> the fella is incredible he Makes a couple of hundred million a year, and his endorsements are only going to get bigger. And the fellow works damn hard for his money. Like, yeah, I know you, yeah, you want to say he just plays football, but like, he does a lot. He's like really charitable. Like, he's such a good relationship with his son. He's very humbled. And at the end of the day, like, I couldn't be happier for that. Yeah, and he's not finished yet. Yeah, and look, he's given me enough joyous moments that like I'm happy enough for him to like get whatever he wants. Yeah. Uh, also, last last thing about Real Madrid. Zidane, been manager of Real Madrid for two years now, won the Champions League two years in a row. And La Liga. And La Liga. Is he the best manager ever? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't say he's better is than Fergie, but like... Is it Zidane in or Zidane out? Oh, it's Zidane in all day. <laughs> um, I almost feel a bit bad for him because like... Just say he, he doesn't win the league or the Champions League next year. Like, like oh, he's like setting yeah, that standard. Yeah, yeah. Pep Guardiola style. But that is what it is. But that, uh, I so think I think that sort of wraps up the Champions League. Overall, it? yeah, overall good season, very interesting, very yeah. good. Yeah. To me, Monaco were the team yeah. that made the Champions People League like this Mbappe, year. Yeah, uh, and then also United in the next year. So mm. before, okay, we're gonna get, we're gonna touch on the Irish football team now. Uh, just before we kick into that, it was actually Michael Carrick's testimonial on Sunday. They actually drew two all against the the All Stars. Supposedly John Terry and um, Mendieta. No, no, it was John. Ter- they were getting booed. John oh. Terry and Carragher. Oh yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah. But uh, John, uh, Jamie Carragher actually like smashed into Gary Neville at one stage, and um, I love their banter on yeah. Monday Night Football. Like, I mean, it really makes it very, very good. That's they've hit gold there. They actually had a really. F- there was a few funny incidents from the game. Um, Giggs nuts Carragher in the box oh, and yeah. like ran around him, and like Carragher was like breaking his heart off after it because like he knew like he knew getting yeah. nutmeg low Trafford like he was gonna he was gonna hear all about it. Yeah. Michael um, Carrick actually scored as well. And yeah. Joe, I saw a photograph of uh, Michael Owen slowly tackling. And, like, he looked really overweight. He looked really overweight. And he looked like he aged in the space of a week. Whereas, yeah, like, you, always, you see him as this 18-year-old kid. And now he's, like, yeah, fairness, it's easier to look, man. It's easier to look good when you're, you know, sitting in the suits uh, in the studio. But, like, when you actually put on that jersey that's, like, skin tight and then run around and try and play a bit of football. Yeah, but, like, look at Real Ferdinand. He's kept very fit. 
Oh like, no, 100%. Like, Michael he, Owen he, he has a lot of workout stuff on his Instagram and stuff. Yeah. And I think Michael Owen's just like happy enough being fat. And like the Liverpool fans are trying to get him like taken away as ambassador of the club. Yeah. I that whatever Michael Owen. Uh, yeah, so we speak about the Irish football team. Uh, during the week, they lost three one to Mexico in New Jersey, and there, like there wasn't many uh, bar James McLean making mm. his fiftieth appearance. Uh, there was nothing really to write home about. Then. It was on Sunday. We played against Uruguay. Played against Uruguay in the Aviva Stadium. 1-3-1, which is actually quite impressive. Cause mm. And surprising, really. Yeah, South American teams are very good. And uh, Cavani was playing, who was top goal scorer in France. And 3-1 was still, it was impressive, wasn't it? I know we didn't actually get to catch it because we were going to the gig. But, uh, like, fair play to I, I, I was shocked when I saw it was 3-1. 3-1. Number one. Right. First of all, the Mexico game. When you fly over to Northern America to play one game, Against Mexico, a majority of the Mexican team is probably from in and around that region. Yeah, it's like it was never going to be a good match f- for us. And then number two, I couldn't believe we played that game and then came flew the whole way back to Ireland and then came out and put on such a good performance against a team like Uruguay. Yeah, Cavani came off after thirteen minutes, or whatever. But at the end of the day, their side definitely has more European talent than we do. Oh yeah, and. Look, we beat them three one as well. It's not like it's not like we snuck them one nil. So like, if I'm honest, very impressed with that. James Clean yet again stand out star. I'm looking forward to the game against Austria on the weekend. Yeah, uh, Ireland are actually playing in the Viva Stadium again against Austria at a World Cup qualifier kickoff is at five on Sunday. Uh, yes, we are trying to get free tickets and yes, off Seifs. Yes, go on Seifs. <laughs> How much does he hate listening to these? What do you mean hate listening? He never does. Oh yeah, yeah. So this he loves no, he loves not listening. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so th- like there you go. What you make of around uh, Austria? That'll be a tough enough game now. Yeah, um, David Alaba's playing. Um, I'd be interested to see what way the Irish line up. Uh, I want to see the likes of McLean, Hendrick, um, Brady, Brady, Brady's back. Actually. John O'Walters. Um, hopefully Shane Duffy back for centre half. Sawyer's Chrissy actually seemed to have a good couple of games there. Yeah, fitting in, fitting in for Seamus Coleman. Yeah. Also, Seamus Coleman got the keys of Donegal there. Did you see that? No, it didn't, but... um, What's Bunny, that, like five, five shops? Actually, we should give him a shout. He might get his free tickets for C sessions in Bundoran. Yeah. yeah, why not? Seamus. Shame-o. So I actually think Ireland are going to win that game now just because they were... They were so good against Europe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd agree with you. Uh, anything else to say about the Irish football team or... Football before we move on? Nah, if I do, I'll think about it. I'll say it at the end. Okay. Koi big, anyway. Yeah. Uh, right, we're going to kick into the rugby part now. So, all you rugby fans, here we go. Uh, we're going to start with the Lions. The British and Irish Lions played on Saturday morning here in Ireland. Well, at half 8 a.m. And first game, Ross, the end of the game was 13 7. There was one try from Watson, uh, the English winger. Um, what did you make of the game overall? There, there wasn't much. Uh, the the bookies thought that uh, the British and Irish Lions would win by about thirty, 30 points. Yeah. yeah, about thirty points, and then they ended up winning by what six? Mm. What'd you make of the uh, the game overall and the outcome? Look, the New Zealand provincial bar- barbarians are probably a lot better team and a lot hungrier team than we are giving them credit for. The more I think about it, it was always going to be a rough day for the Lions. They've been in New Zealand four days. It's a very long flight to get over there. Yeah. The jet lag, the time difference, there's plenty of factors. Not having really trained together, not having really played together. A lot of the Lions players were playing European Cup final, provincial finals, club finals. And like I ruled a lot of them out, a lot which would be a lot of the top players like I know Owen Far or sorry, Andy Farrell. No, Owen, Owen Farrell. Owen Farrell yeah. I always do that. Uh always. Um, Owen Farrell, you know, he came off the bench, but like there was no Toji, there was no George Cruz, um, then like there was missing a few of the Munster players. It, it was just like not a lot of rest period in between the start of the Lions tour and the end of the club season for the lads. Yeah. So there probably there was probably more players that are not going to play in the, in the first test. Yeah. That played. Yeah. And I don't think anyone really did themselves any justice, really, at all. No. And then, like, Bo Lenser props, like, Furlong and McGrath. Bo had knocks recently. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they all have a few knocks, and they're all just a bit of recovery time. It'd be interesting to see this play the Blues. In my opinion, it's a stronger lineup playing the Blues. Henshaw's playing. Payne's playing. 
I think at the end of the day, I'm looking forward to that test. I think it's going to be a very tough tour. The New Zealand provincial sides are extraordinarily strong. Yeah. Uh, the Blues, Crusaders, Highlanders, Hurricanes, they all did really well in Super Rugby this year. And I'll be looking forward to seeing it because like, those teams shouldn't be underestimated. Yeah, well, it's, it's obviously going to be really tough. I thought Owen Farrell came on he, when he came Boston, on the other day. He changed the game, yeah, and then he missed a kick right in front of the sticks, which was uh, was actually a bit bamboozling. As the yeah, way, because, the un- very uncharacteristic yeah, of him. Because of how, how good he is, which was actually uh, was hard to really make. You're Watching it, you're like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. Uh, if you're going to name like the top five players to look out for for the British and Irish Lions, who would you actually say it would be? The most important people now. Okay, for me, straight off the bat, um, Owen Farrell I think he's going to start um, I think Sexton looked poor in the semi-final against Scarlets and he didn't look great in the first game then Mario Atoji I think he's vital. I think he's one of the best players in the world Yeah. Um, I think CJ Sanders is going to have to come up and have a big big uh, game for us Yeah. and then if I, I think about it Anthony Watson was great in that game wouldn't mind seeing him and then maybe Jonathan Joseph someone who's a bit more electric Yeah. he's starting on the weekend as well isn't he yeah he is Right, so are you going to give any predictions now for the next Lions game? Which is, There's actually two games on this week. One's on Wednesday, and the other one is on Saturday morning as well. Yeah. So, any predictions, Roscoe? Um, I think the Lions will beat the Blues. I think it'll be tight again. I think they'll probably win by about five points. But at the end of the day, all that matters is people getting those minutes in under the belt for me. Yeah, a win's a win, and then they just need to get the formations. Get the, yeah, to get the moves going. The moves like, going. Get used to playing with each other. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, so it's, hard, it's, hard, it's hard to give a full breakdown on when like only what twenty players out the yeah, four the players tour have so got, much, a, got, yeah. got a game. Yeah, I felt it was very flat there the other day, and, and the crowd were also booing the mm. British and Irish lines as well, which uh, never really helps anything. No. All right. So also this week, anything anything else to say actually about the lines before we uh, move no, on? No, I think we're moving on to the old uh, Irish rugby tour. Yeah. Okay. So the Irish rugby tour kicks off this weekend as well on Saturday. The Irish squad are taking on. USA and Japan. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're playing America, and then we're playing Japan and Japan again. Uh, the first game we're taking on America, which is uh, it's a friendly now. And I say the majority of the lads would rather have been picked on the Lions tour, but you can't be picked on everything. Uh, anything to say about the Irish squad before we get into the matches? Yeah, itself? I think there was eight uncapped players going on tour. Um, it should be very interesting. There's the perfect match matchup of experience and inexperience I think it'd be great for people like Dan Levy Jack Conan to get run outs I think people like Keith Earls Simon Zebo, Keen He they'll be very important to you know integrate the lads into you know what it is to be a professional rugby player so I think there's the perfect mix of you know talent uh, like experienced talent and new youth I was a bit disappointed um Adam Byrne didn't yeah. get a get a run out. He's like he's like my favorite player for Leinster now. I know, yeah. like he's just so good and he's, he's so electric. 20. Yeah, I I actually met him there a while ago. We said this on a previous podcast, and he's just uh, he's a specimen anyway at twenty. He's like he's like yeah. he's almost the same build as a Toji. I felt like he his position or his selection got ruled out due to I think Rory O'Loughlin got brought in instead. Uh, I think Rory O'Loughlin's just a bit more versatile, plays in centres and on the wings, maybe even a bit of fullback. So I think maybe because he only plays in the wing. He wasn't selected. They were looking for some a bit more versatile, but like at the end of the day, I think in terms of up and coming wingers in Ireland, he'd be number one for my my opinion. Yeah, but also if you think about it, that shows how good the the talent pool is in Ireland. Yeah. If the player that we think is probably one of the mo- like has the most talent can't even get into the squad, yeah. like that's only that's only. I hope positive. he just doesn't take confidence to knock about it because like at that's the end the of the day, like he had an outstanding season for Leinster, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what what he's going to do this year. Don't be surprised if you see him in the Six Nations squad. Yeah, that's the thing. Maybe that'll make him hungrier. Yeah. That could all, it could all be like uh, tactics. Uh, Ireland actually take on USA at 5 o'clock in the Red Bull Arena this Saturday. So if you get your fix of the Lions match beforehand, I'm sure you'll be able to check that out. Yeah, I uh, expect three wins. Do you, Barry? Yeah, you have to. Yeah. Like, yeah I know Japan like, beats South Africa in the World Cup, uh, what was it, two years ago? But at the end of the day, like... Those, those Irish teams should be young and hungry enough that they get the results. Uh, also, Reese Ruddock is actually captaining. I don't know if he's captaining the whole tour, but he's definitely captaining the first game. Oh, that's good to see. Um, he's actually he's getting into the, the Leinster squad a good bit this year. Yeah, um, yeah I think he captains them at the odd time when uh, all the senior players are um, like 
playing Six Nations and stuff like that and he's on the squad that's cool because I wouldn't have thought he would have been the first choice now but uh, obviously he's uh, got good leadership no, skills no I, I actually have heard that that he's like, quote the leader of, in the dressing room so that's always good to see anyway yeah is there any players in particular that you're looking forward to seeing that could really stand out I think Jack Cohn's been outstanding for Leinster this year and like he's a try scorer number 8 he does score a good few tries um, I'm looking forward to seeing him play and then uh, I'm, I'm interested in seeing like Andrew Conway maybe play as well um, I know he got on during the Six Nations there so I'll be interested to see if you know see what he can do over there and you're a big fan of Joey Carberry as well aren't you yeah Joey Carberry I think is outstanding full back or out half he's a bit of a boss so front half local lad so Interesting to see how he gets on as well. Yeah. Uh, okay, so against USA, don't they actually have the fastest winger in the, in the game? Well, I, actually, I actually think they do, but having a breeze what his name is. But I, Speedy. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know there's some fella on the wing from that's light and fast. So it'd be interesting to see how we defend against them as well. Yeah. yeah so what, what would you say the prediction would be for this game? Over 20 I'd, points? Yeah, I'd like, I'd like to say Ireland by about, roughly about 20 points. Ireland plus 20 if you're putting, any, if you're putting your Lions winnings on that. Yeah. Yeah, anything else to say about the rugby before we move on to the UFC? No, just best luck to the lads in both games and hopefully we come out with two wins. We expect to come out with two about wins. three wins. Three wins, sorry. Very three. Uh, okay, so moving on to the UFC, as as you know, because we post about it, uh, UFC 212 was on in Brazil this weekend. Before we actually divulge into all the deets, what did you make of the event itself? Um I know beforehand we did a breakdown but and we hyped up the card a bit more. But I actually feel like we hyped the card up more than the UFC did itself. Yeah, you know what? You know what? This is where we tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, you know what I mean? This is where we tell the truth. Right, I started watching the card from the prelims. And by the time Vitor Belfort fight actually rocked around, I didn't care anymore. <laughs> I just didn't care. I was just like... I was like, I watched so many fights of people who were like, I half knew... Just because your loyalty to the sport, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was interested in the Marlon Marais versus Rafael Assuncao fight. Uh, Marais, some people felt he won. I actually thought Assuncao won, but like Rafael Assuncao does this good job of making fights boring that shouldn't be boring. He doesn't, whatever way he fights, he makes him not very intriguing. It's a bit like his personality, not very intriguing. Number three bantamweight in the world, people probably don't even know yeah. his name. Yeah. Um, other fights like that, um, Bam Baguzi fight or whatever you want to call Bang it. Bang Bose. Bang Bose against um, Bangy Bowachina or whatever way you Shoe want to face. say. That was actually, no, not even oh, <laughs> that fight. Uh, that was a good stand up war. I enjoyed yeah. that. I, I, I know before. But, like, at the end of the day, still had no, there, there was no investment in this car for me. There was no one who I was like they weren't on even their on, side. They weren't even on embedded. Uh, no. Like, even when we were doing the breakdown, I was like, some of these people I don't care about because, second of all, I'm never going to hear them again, so there's no point in me being like... Investing. Yeah, like getting tattoos of their names. Like, I mean, these people are not going to rock around again. You know who really stood out for me? Brian Kelleher. Oh, go on, tell me he, why. He, he, he choked... Number one, he choked out Yuri Alcantara, which, like, if you asked me before the card, I would go, who's your bank for the night? I would have went, Yuri Alcantara. The Brazilian right. Gollum. Yeah, so, like, straight away, I was, like, massive upset. Then he gets on the mic and starts taunting all the Brazilian fans in Brazil. Because they have this big chant They go Ooh, yeah. It means you will die, you will die right? Yeah. And like he started saying it to them And he really wound them up after fight And I was like Fucking hell This guy's got balls of steel yeah. And he went in there On short notice And took out Top 15 bantamweight Somebody who's fought the likes of Uriah Faber Etc etc And like Etc He went on there And just took him out Choked him out Brazilian Jiu Jitsu black belt No bother And I, I was shocked It was extraordinarily impressive would you say shocking yes shocking <laughs> and you know what I was actually I was watching the MMA Hour this week Yeah. and he actually tried to enter some competition on the MMA Hour to go to UFC 205 with uh, New York Rick oh yeah yeah and like he didn't get picked he finished in top 5 but he didn't get picked for the competition and now here he is UFC 212 winning uh, and getting a 50G bonus congratulations yeah uh, right, so the the main fights that people wanted to like really tune into because uh, I feel like they only really want to talk about what Vitor Belfort, Vitor Belfort, Neymar Court, which is Claudia Gadea, Carolina Kolkovevich, and uh, Jose Aldo, Max Holloway. So we'll talk about what you just said was a snooze fest, Vitor Belfort against Neymar Court. Do you know these two lads have fought when they were put into the octagon together? They fought a total of forty nine UFC fights together, the most in in history. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised 
Vitor Belfort, I think, fought UFC 11. Some, yeah, something over, as early over, as that. Over 21 years in the octagon. Yeah, it, it's outrageously impressive. Um, he spent more time but, fighting but, in the UFC than he has not fighting in the UFC. Vitor Belfort off the juice doesn't deal for me. I'm no. not going to lie. Yeah. He's just... I don't know. He has he has the dad bod now and like he doesn't have that explosiveness and I can't believe he won a decision. I can't remember the last time Vitor Belfort won a decision. Yeah. And there wasn't actually a hell of a lot to say about the fight. If the two lads never fought again, it wouldn't really bother me. Yeah. Vitor Belfort has done this whole oh it's my last fight in my contract. Oh no I have one more fight. Oh no I have five more fights. Vitor, what is it? Let us know. We don't actually really care anymore. To be honest, I don't <laughs> really have much to say about the fight. Some people thought yeah. Mark Part won. When you go to a close decision down in Brazil, it's probably going to go to the home favourite. And that's yeah. really it, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, like, everyone's a big fan of Vitor Belfort for what he's done for the sport. But the thing is, in this game, if you're, like, milking it for all it's worth and, like, still going... Like, I know he's not pushing 50, but I say his body is physically pushing yeah. almost 60. Like... We do, like Anderson Silva style, like we just like you're just you're a legend. Just you can yeah, leave you're letting now. your legend die, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, you can you can leave it. Like I mean, you you become people like begin to not think you're as much as a legend if you keep going. Yeah, and you're going. tarnishing your own record. Yeah. Like uh, Bernard Hopkins, get, literally getting punched out of the boxing ring. Like I yeah. mean, he's it's ruining your legacy, really. Like yeah, some people just need to yeah. learn when to let it go. And yeah. like, as far as I'm aware, Vitor Belfort makes a lot of money as well. Yeah, I'd say he's on big cash. Yeah. Although he's fighting in Brazil, so who knows? Right, uh, moving on. Co-main event of the evening. Yeah. Claudio Cadella making very quick work of Carlina Kalkovic. That, that, that Polish is on point. Yeah, if you say real fast, yeah. like no one knows. Oh, I forgot to ask in the last, the last podcast, who do, who do you think is hotter? Which one do you fancy more? Oh, no, definitely Claudia for me. Yeah. Yeah, although like, I feel like she'd really kick my ass. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah she's like... A bit of a tank. Like. I think Carlina's probably like slightly better looking. She's a bit like, more feminine, isn't she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, like less like Claudia, six-pack. Claudia, yeah, Claudia will come in and like, punch the head off you. Um, for me... This fight, just as soon as Claudio got it to the ground, it was game over, wasn't it? Yeah. And it was very impressive that, like, Joanna went five rounds against her. Like, she lost, uh, or Carolina won the fourth round against Joanna, so, like, she was, like, really coming back to it. It was probably the most decisive round of the fight. And then Claudio just got her in there, took her down, and had her way with her, didn't he? Yeah, uh, I think the new camp is after change and her the whole entire mindset. They, were, they obviously just sat her down and was like, right, take her down. Yeah. And then that's exactly what happened, and it was over. Yeah, choked her out with quite a lot of ease, to be honest. It's, yeah. uh, if these were two were to fight again, I think Claudio would win it again. Yeah, I think it would be very similar fashion. Yeah. I think she sure has her number, so, like, yeah, it was extraordinarily impressive. And she's unfortunate that she's 0-2 against Champ. I think she's probably going to have to win two more fights to get... No yeah, so be it. I'd, I'd want, I want to see her like sort of build the back up. I don't, yeah. want, to, I don't want to see her getting thrown in there again because then mm. what are you meant to do? 0 and 3 yeah. and then fight again. Yeah, sort of make the fans be hungrier, hungrier yeah. for it. Yeah. It's a bit, it's yeah, a bit like Joseph Benavidez situation. You know yeah. I mean, he's going to have to beat like two or three more flyweights. You know yeah. I mean? He's probably going to go 7 0 before like there's nothing left else for him to do to fight for the title again. Yeah, and then you forget also two years ago when they fought last. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's not the same. Yeah, yeah. Right, what you're saying, whoever shittest. Oh yeah, who's ever shit's hottest most recently yeah. or whatever. Yeah, whoever yeah. sh- sh- shot most recently yeah. is the hottest. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You get our points. And if you don't, just pretend you do. Yeah. So yeah, Claudia Gade, fair play. I mean, she, like she came across, I know Carolina comes across as a nice person as well, but like she comes across real like cool dude, sort of. Yeah. Easily the best straw weight in the world, not name you on and JJ. Yeah. Oh no, they're both, they're both nice people and like whoever really won, I would have been happy with. Yeah. But uh, I actually really like Claudia. She's a, uh, Cool personality. She's always on social media and stuff as well. If you follow her, or if you don't. Uh, okay, so moving on to the, the main event of the evening. evening. Every Max. every um, every time we say that, we actually owe Bruce Buffer a fiver. Yeah. So carry on. You can pay four fifty of it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we have Max Blessed Holloway defeating Jose Aldo in the main event. It went three rounds. Well. Two and a half, really. And Jose Aldo looked incredible for the first two rounds. Yeah. He didn't use one leg kick, which was very surprising. But he really did like show great boxing. He was like such so fast twitch. And he was like beating Holloway to the punch. And then all of a sudden comes round three. Max Holloway starts going Nate Diaz style. Stalked and slapping everything. And he just turned the tables on him. Knocked him down. And once he knocked him down, that was it. There was no coming back for Jose. 
I think Jose like like came into the fight very aggressive, mm. and then it was almost as if like he like used all his aggressive uh, used up all his yeah. aggression, and then had nothing left. Because we know now he, he actually doesn't find it that easy making the weight. No. Sure. And then so basically, if you're going to look back at it, I think you'd almost think like his energy was gone, and then he literally got pummeled for about two minutes at the yeah. end, and he was just getting out of it. And then like when Max Holloway won, I was actually so shocked, but like in a good way, shocked. As in like, oh, now we have a new person yeah, to take feel, over the division. I, I feel like there's new lease of life at 145. Yeah, yeah. Because that was if if Aldo had won that, who's he fight again? Frankie Edgar. Yeah. Uh, not only that, but like Dana White's come out and said it before. You said Jose Aldo is. The best pound for pound fighter in the in the world for the first two rounds. After that, he becomes a bit more human. He becomes a bit more beatable. And I, I, I feel Max Holloway brings the same pressure in the first round as he would in the fifth round. He's in your face. He's got loads of cardio. He's coming at you with volume. And you know what? He's technically he's got a lot of good skills. He's a star in the making, really. Like he's only twenty five as well. Like. And all the potential. And when the hell are UFC just going to go do UFC Hawaii? I'm actually sick of listening to Max Holloway say UFC Hawaii and not getting it. Bring UFC to Hawaii. Give Max Holloway his title defense there against BJ Penn. No, but <laughs> sure. If BJ Penn beats Dennis Avery, put BJ Penn on the card. Have him fight. I know Diego Sanchez. Why not? Like there has to be some sort of fight. You'll probably lose that though as well. Well, whatever. But like there has to be someone. Yeah, there has to be some sort of other old far to BJ Penn can fight to get a go. Dennis Avery's that. Yeah. <laughs> but oh like, look God. at the end of the day, like. Fucking hell! Give him UFC a win. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. Why not? Like, like I just don't want to have to hear him say it. And like, uh, I find it quite funny because like Max Holloway's always like hashtag this, hashtag that. But like, I feel like no one ever used the hashtags he calls out. But yeah, no, they don't. Uh, like hashtag where's Jose Waldo? Yeah, whatever. But Jose Aldo's soul was taken at the end of that fight, and the the, the stadium was so quiet after. Yeah. It was actually so weird. What's next for Jose Aldo? So I know it looks like, it looks like sort of Frank Edgar is the obvious choice for Holloway. I, I feel like Holloway's going to fight quite frequent and quite often. I feel like he's going to defend that title a lot. Yeah, so do I. Um, really good question. Maybe Jose Aldo should move up a, a division if he yeah. wants it. Like, it, like he, he was the champ for so long. Like, why not try something new to try and re-energize his career? Yeah, I could see it happening. I could see him go up and fight. Like, just fights there. Like, if he wants money fights, I'm sure he'll probably make a bigger fight. Obviously, he won't make more than the McGregor one, but there's bigger fights there. Here's a random question for you. It's an outrageous fight out of the blue. Jose Aldo versus Nate Diaz at one five five. That'd be cool, but uh, I, don't, I don't. I don't think Nate. I don't think Nate Diaz would want that either. I, I, I don't think Nate Diaz is going to take on anything until he like he spent all his money on weed. But yeah, probably not. Yeah. Well, sure, look. Any, any, any closing thoughts on UFC 212? Uh, I'm actually happy Max Holloway's after getting that. He went into the Lions then, literally in Brazil, came out victorious, impressively. Like he's 25 now, and he has the rest of his career ahead of him because he's he's not going to take a boxing or anything like that, no. you know. So, uh, very impressive champ. And uh, who 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 could you actually see dethroning him? It's really hard to say at the moment, because. Uh, like, I think Frank Eggers is like his biggest test. Um, once yeah. he pass, if he passes that one, well then like I think he's around for a very long time. Yeah, I, I see. I don't think Frank Eggers has that quitting him that Aldo no. just betrayed. And the thing is, once you see a fighter, that's the thing. Once you see the fighter actually like quitting, it's a bit like Rumble, isn't it? You, yeah, it's like you're like you know you can break them. They're diff. They they leave they leave the octagon differently to when they entered it, and like you, because you've witnessed a live well, drone like, two eyes. Captured their soul. Yeah, you're just like they're not going to be the same. They've given in, like, and then I don't know. You, you're almost like faking it. It's like it's like going to work. You're doing a nine to five, but like no one's in, no one's watching you, and you leave early, and you're getting money for nothing. You're just sort of like yeah, you're, you're cheating lying, you're lying. Yeah. yeah, you're cheating yourself. Like even in the gym, if you're doing the reps, and then like you don't do the reps, and you're like, oh, I did twenty, even though you didn't even do four. Yeah, yeah, I guess. You know what I mean, like you're only lying to yourself. You know what I mean? It's like walking into a party. Yeah, met ten birds last night, and then you didn't even go out. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Very you. So, what's your big takeaway from two twelve then? Um, fair play to Max Holloway uh, and Vitor Belfort. No, Nate Marquardt needs to retire. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> He's done. Whoever lost should retire. Uh, my takeaway is <laughs> UFC need to seriously relook at doing pay per view events in Brazil. Yeah. Um, they didn't stack the deck enough. They really could have done with Anderson Silva on the card as well. Yeah. 
Uh, or the return of Little Nog. At the end of the day, their only champion now is Amanda Nunes. Don't even think she lives in Brazil. So therefore, I think they should put Brazil on ice for every year before going back there. Doing another big card. Like, yeah. like think about it. Like, Brazil's big stars. For Doom, like, he's not fighting on that card. Shogun, not fighting on that card. And there's Silva not fighting on that card. Yeah. Jose Aldo never draws pay-per-views. Claudia, yeah, she's great. But, like, a lot of people probably still don't know who she is. So, therefore, let's be honest. Give Brazil a rest, push to a side, have one or two fight nights in there, and just go back to America. It's better for pay per view, yeah. better to get fights there. Or even market it better or make the stars better. There's not enough stars. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? The, like, if only the UFC could hire like five more Dana mm. Whites, you know what I mean? Then they could be doing some serious damage. So let's talk about stars who are not stars. Stars the, who are not stars. Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. He went. Off on Dana White in the UFC. So yeah, so basically, if you don't know Demetrius Johnson, he's the tied, he's tied the record for title defenses in the UFC. Yeah, he is currently pound for pound number one ranked UFC fighter. Although I'd argue that, but well, I don't think John Jones is eligible for ranking. Yeah, one, no, yeah, So yeah. like, if you if you take John Jones out, like I think it's fair, he's fairly safe <laughs> next after that. Yeah. Um. Look, he's coming out saying he's not being treated treated fairly. Dana White's threatened to axe the flyweight division if he doesn't fight TJ Dillashaw. Um, he's saying he's being forced, being forced and bullied into a fight. He's fighting someone who's never made weight at 125 pounds. So at the end of the day, I think, and also he's never gotten pay per view points on any of his titles. No. So who's his agent, by the way? I think it's actually his agent is like his coach. But at the end of the day, it's not even to do with that. UFC don't really push him. Like he doesn't like do a lot of like. UFC tonight. He doesn't do a lot of. In fairness, he does. He does try to do his thing. Yeah, he does. He's like into his Twitch and he's into that. But like UFC don't really like push that. That's a lot of his own. Yeah, it's his own back. Yeah, he's not yeah. getting uh, any extra funds to actually go and physically go all out. Yeah, like UFC aren't putting him on TV shows. Like he does a lot of fight nights. Like, you know I mean, would they not have like tried to put Demetrius Johnson on UFC two hundred five and like give him the McGregor rub or put him on one of the McGregor cards where like. People get to see how good he is. He, was he not previously on a McGregor card? No, I think he was. And then he was fighting. I forget. I forget who he was fighting, but he got more money off that fight than he had in any of his other previous fights, even against Dodson, uh, Bermudez. If he was on McGregor fight, I don't think he was like a McGregor title fight anyway. Don't I think it was like pre yeah, 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 pre, yeah, yeah, pre, yeah, pre Chad yeah, Mendes. Yeah, yeah. So like it's yeah. only because I listened to that MMA era as well. Because I'm yeah. just like, but like I can't feel sorry for people for not getting made. Big marketability, but like, uh, yes, obviously McGregor gets more and Ronda Rousey gets more, and yeah, but I, I think but I there's think always there's two, a favorite. There's, 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 yeah, there's always there's a two favorite. sides every coin, right? I don't think he's asked for McGregor money. I don't think he's no, asked. No, for no, no, he's not. No, no. But like at the end of the day, he's defended the UFC title eleven times, more than anyone, right? People still don't really know who he is. He's still getting paid less money than majority champions, like. Alright, Steve is a heavyweight champion, he gets paid more. Dan Cormier yeah. gets paid more. Michael Bisping gets paid more. Tyrone Woodley gets paid more. Yeah, he's um, giving out about how Ioana's probably on more as well. Yeah, Ioana's probably on more. Definitely, almost definitely on. Um, McGregor's clearly on more. Ioana's been on bigger Max cards. Holloway, well. Max Holloway's probably on less. Yeah. Um, who, who's my champion? Cody Garbrandt's probably on more. Um, and then, what, Amanda Nunes is probably on more as well because she's fought, what, Ronda Rousey and she fought at UFC 200. Like, they were her last two fights. So, like, she yeah. probably is on more. So, like, if you look at it that way, he's one of the least paid champions. He's actually one of the best fighters. And, yeah. yeah, okay, he might not be as marketable, but, like, look after the fella. He shows up time and time again. He never actually gives out. This is the first time in a long time we've heard him give out. And at the end of the day, he's, like, all right, he might not be a superstar, but, like, in terms of skill-wise, he's a star. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there has to be some sort of talent-to-money ratio. As in, like, yeah, all right, he doesn't draw the biggest audience or whatever. But, like, maybe they're not putting him in the right places. Well, maybe maybe if he's acting like a pushover, this is uh, it's his own fault, really, like, you know? Potentially so, but, like, I, I do feel that, like, there's a lot of money that UFC have floating around. Oh, no. They must yeah. be able to do something. Yeah, but him. I don't think they actually know what to do. Like, the people that are actually in charge don't actually, aren't actually uh, UFC... Like they don't actually know how to run it. It'd be like it'd be like someone who doesn't watch WWE or WWF, whatever you want to call it, buying off Vince McMahon and then being like, okay, how do you make a storyline for for CM Punk to come back? You know what I mean? Like they don't like they don't the people who are in charge don't actually know how to do it. 
And it, yeah, yeah, and like Dana White's too busy be, like trying to make himself a global superstar rather than getting these champs to be the stars. I think I think the worst thing that actually happened to Demetrius Johnson was the Reebok deal because he had that Xbox sponsorship and that seemed to be like a really big sponsor. His shorts were green, he had Xbox on his arse and like it seemed to be a really big deal. Yeah. Then next thing you know, Reebok rain, Xbox deal's gone, his thing is Twitch. I'm sure if he was Xbox, Twitch, on the shorts... Yeah. Even when he, he wins, even it. when he wins, and he does yeah. the Mighty Mouse, yeah, thing. like he like. In my opinion, he is quite marketable, but he's a bit too friendly. He's a bit too nice. He hasn't really had a big rivalry that people are interested in. Yeah, but like, they just need to pair him up with the right person. The thing yeah. is, right? I don't know. I don't. What, what do you think about this uh, TJ Dillashaw thing? How he's basically almost signed the contract to fight Borg, and then Dana White's like, "No, you have to do this one instead," and he's like, "Right, if I do this." And TJ Dillashaw doesn't make weight. I get his money as well. Blah 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 blah. What do you make of the whole situation? I, I have my own thoughts. On on, on, honestly, I think uh, Demetrius Moynes Johnson is really watching his own back for, for one of the first yeah. times ever, and I hundred percent agree with him. TJ Dillashaw has never wrestled in college at one hundred twenty-five pounds, nor has he fought an MMA fight at one hundred twenty-five pounds. Of course, Demetrius Moynes. Johnson, who like you know, he has a family to provide for, is concerned about him not making weight, and if he doesn't make weight, he's not going to get paid. So he wants to get paid. UFC are saying like you're going to get paid for few points for this fight. Like TJ Dillashaw's never shown to be drawn. Neither is Demetrius Moynihan Johnson. So I don't know why this would be a pay per view draw. Yeah, but also TJ Dillashaw's in the spotlight now because of the Cody Garbrandt thing, because of the Ultimate Fighter as well. This is probably the most hype he's going to have, not having a title on. Him. I know, yeah, but at the end of the day. Is that hype only there for TJ versus Cody? I don't think the same hype carries over for TJ versus DJ. Yeah, but that, I think this is DJ's opportunity to really step up. He's been the, not even talked about since he lost to Dominic Cruz. Really, like, who's talked about him? I, I sort of get it, but, like, I think he feels like he keeps him being left out in the dark. Because, like, when that told Ultimate Fighter came about and then he had to fight Tim Elliott, that was announced and he didn't know. He found out people on his Twitch were telling him that he was fighting the winner of the Ultimate Fighter. He didn't even know. Like... When this whole TJ Dillashaw thing came about, he didn't know about it until like it was happening. So I think he should maybe, just do the fight. You may, know that. May, maybe the thing should be is he signs up to fight TJ Dillashaw. They put Ray Borg on the same card. If TJ Dillashaw doesn't make way, he fights Ray Borg. Is that not what they're saying? Is that not what they're saying that what's going to happen? Yeah, but I, I think that's what they're yeah, trying but maybe, to. maybe there's a totally different game plan to fight Ray Borg than there is to fight TJ Dillashaw. Maybe that's one of the Demetrius yeah. Johnson's concerns. Yeah. In fairness, it's not fair to the to, to Moody Mouse be like, oh, TJ Dillashaw didn't make weight. Yeah, so especially we're putting in someone last in 24 hours notice. Yeah. So you're putting in, especially with Ray the Borg. yeah, especially with like this uh, could be the this record for the record breaker. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. He's like, why didn't you do this a few times ago? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, I feel like they're stacking the deck against Demetrius Johnson for no apparent reason yeah, and yeah, no gain. Yeah, because like, what do, what do they want? Borg to be the champion, or do they even want TJ to be the champion? See, to be honest, I don't think TJ just has any intention of staying at flyweight. So yeah. Why is he fighting for the flyweight title? It's more the quote unquote super fight. But I actually really want to see both of them fight each other. Like yeah. that is it. Yeah, I would love nothing more to yeah. see TJ versus DJ. Yeah, it's because we're getting a fight that I want to. See, I know both fighters. I like both fighters, and I want to see them both fight rather than uh, Asuncio fighting whoever. Marlon Marais. Yeah, or no, that was that was not a bad one. But I mean, uh, Alcantara fighting yeah. whoever, and no one cares. And you know, what I mean, I, I want to see this fight. Yeah, from a stall point of view, there'll yeah. be a big interest. Yeah, like for especially for like the, the fans, fans. Yeah, no, uh, you know I mean? no, uh, no, I do agree. Yeah. I do agree in terms of fighter skills and intrigue to match up. This is the fight I want to see. But in terms mm. of making the right career move, no, for DJ. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I think you should break the record against the flyweight. Yeah. And then, okay. once he has the record, then, he, then like, I don't think there's any excuses left for them then. No yeah, but the thing is, once that happens, right, say if he doesn't fight uh, Dillashaw, mm. by the time, okay, if he fights Borg, wins. Oh, and then TJ will be fighting Cody. Then. Yeah, yeah, and that fight will never happen then. Yeah, but at the end of the day, Cody said he'd come down to uh, flyweight. Yeah, but more chance Yeah, yeah but Cody's the bigger fight. Yeah, I know, but Cody will probably move up. You probably fight Max Holloway because there's more money. Why would you fight with less money? Yeah, but you you might well try and be pound for pound king if he fights. I don't see that happen. In fairness, Cody Garbrandt could be the first three way world champion if he can True, make yeah. one twenty five pounds. True, yeah. Well, like if if McGregor's not coming back, then he, they're yeah. gonna have to do it with someone. Yeah. Look, at the end of the day, Although, who do you think Garbrandt could be more? TJ, uh, sorry, uh, Mighty Mouse or Max Holloway? 
I'm actually trying to think you could probably beat both of them. Do you? I don't think. Uh, I don't know. But like, Who knows? Yeah, but like, he, like he's got sort of knockout power that like he could maybe beat both of them. But at the end of the day, That's he's, he's also like fast enough and loose enough to like play around with mighty mounts and then like he think he's got enough power to deal with Holloway so yeah he could beat both of them but who do, do I think he has a better chance of beating probably Demetrius Johnson yeah because that, like because Dominic Cruz already did it with the height yeah so so overall yeah. what are we saying I don't know what we're saying at the end of I, okay I, I, hold I, on I think, I think the question on. is the question is is he fighting Ray Borg or is he fighting TJ Dillashaw I think that's the question who would you like to see him fight and who will he fight Okay, the question really is like, who's in charge? Well, Dana White's in charge. Yeah, well then, I think the UFC are going to get what they want, or else TJ Dillashaw is going to have to. Can they not just pay fucking Demetrius Moynihan's half a million and be like, here you're fighting TJ Dillashaw? And he goes. That's Ram. what he wants. Yeah. Give it to him. Give the fans what they want. Don't give yeah. Dana White another TV show and nothing else. Just give the fans. My YouTube what they want. show's dead now. For people, yeah, it? yeah, for people like us who in Ireland have to stay up to like six a.m. to watch fights. Yeah, I don't want to see it. Yeah, six a.m. to watch Ray Borg. Yeah, exactly. Ray who. Not put Ray Borg versus Henry Cejudo in the co-main event, no? No, because no one watched that. Yeah, but like... <laughs> Alright, the fight pass, pass. Yeah, no, I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Actually, co-main event was a bit of a hype, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 but like, I wouldn't be surprised. Alright, so, we're agreed with that. Yeah. Also, before... Okay, yeah, yeah, alright, yeah. Okay, we're agreed. Sorry, what were we agreeing? That you should fight Dillashaw. Yeah, I want to see that. I'm, I'm selfish. But yeah, we want to see him fight Dillashaw, Dillashaw but we were like... We agree that he, he should fight Borg. He should fight Borg for like his own benefit. But just, like, yeah, as long as he's happy, and then we get to see it like a, not a super fight, but like a, a fight. You not just come back and quickly fight them both in the same night. No. Yeah, same night. You be grand, man. Don't worry about it. Money matters. We like you, man. Okay. Also, coming up this weekend, UFC New Zealand's on. Very tactical with the Lions playing over there as well. Yeah. Very Dana White. Headlining. Mar- uh, was, Super uh, small Mark Hunt. Mark Hunt versus the Black Beast, the Derek, Black Lewis. Derek Lewis. Uh, as Ross always says, Battle of the Dad Bods. Taking a sidestep, by the way. I don't know. Everyone's favourite, Big Country Nelson, actually went to Bellator. Oh, yeah, Smelly Belly. He never talked about that, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it he did on the slide, though. Yeah, yeah, you really did on the slide. Didn't know he was out of contract. Yeah. Next thing you know, Roy Nelson signed for Bellator. Great signing for Bellator. Not actually a really big loss for UFC. He was on a big skid. He, he created a bit of interest over there. There's a Czech Congo fight again. He could fight Fedor or Matt Mitrione again. Mitrione. There's plenty of like interesting fights from there. Not so many left in the UFC from great time for Bellator. Yeah. The big dogs. Mark <laughs> Hunt. The Black Beast. I think this is the fight where Derek Lewis gets shown up. Well, okay, the, the one punch. The Samoan wrecking machine that is Mark Hunt. Lands that big left hook and he goes down. I don't buy the Derek Lewis hype train. I, think, I, think I know he's had some big wins and that, but at the end of the day, he's going in against one of the best kickboxers in the UFC, and I think Mark Hunt's going to get the win. I think it just comes down to experience, and especially Derek Lewis is going to be flying somewhere, and he's going to have to like get involved in different places. Uh, and then like the whole UFC Mark Hunt lawsuit, I think like UFC are really like backing Derek Lewis, like knock him off his yeah. pedestal. The UFC, I think it's because UFC are almost hoping Derek Lewis wins because he was meant to go on a like a, just a, a hiatus. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was gonna say hiatus, but like I don't know for how long. He was going to take a break. Yeah, 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 he was like, oh, I'm he was taking like, a break. Don't ask me about fighting. Yeah. He's like, I'm taking a break. It's like, no, actually, you're fighting Mark Hunt in New Zealand, and then he actually said that he didn't know anything about New Zealand, and then he said something like uh, at the uh, the outback uh, like steakhouse, like he thought that was Australian. Like he thought that was sorry, he thought that was New Zealand, but it was actually Australian. So it was just like hasn't got a clue. But uh, yeah, give, give us an early prediction there, Barry. Who do you think is going to win? Um, I'm a fan of both. Like Derek Lewis's crack. I started following him on Instagram. He's very funny. But uh, I just I just think Mark Hunt like Mark Hunt knows he's not finished yet. He's still fight. He's fighting. I know he was actually he's like from the area. So I think it's just going to suit him. And it's hard not to back someone who's fighting at home. Bar Jose Aldo. Yeah. Oh, agreed. Mark Hunt for the W. And the co-main event, Dad bought Dan Kelly versus Derek Brunson. Who have you got? Uh, I'd go for Derek Brunson. I think he beat Anderson Silva in his last fight. He was almost a bit tentative. Although, Dan Kelly is on a very impressive, what is it, 6-1? Yeah. Yeah, and he beat Rashad Evans in his last fight. Um, I think I think Derek Brunson's a better athlete, more explosive. He's going to knock him out. A lot of, I said that in the last few <laughs> points about Dan Kelly and he's somehow like, wins. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Is that all the UFC news? This is that's all the info that we've given. Right. So this weekend, Ireland versus Austria. We're looking forward to that. Yeah. The Lions are back back up against the Blues twice this week. Twice this week, playing Wednesday as well. Yeah. Any anything else? Um, the Irish rugby's on. Yeah, the Irish rugby's on. Well, we're looking forward to yeah. all those things. Yeah. Just make sure you follow our Instagram. We have everything up. Yeah, we'll keep you updated on starting lineups, etc., etc. Yeah. Any fight news? Yeah. Any football news? And if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to tell a friend because if you tell them that and they enjoy it, they'll think you're cooler as well. Yeah. Also, <laughs> one final note we've got about Cristiano Ronaldo. He is the FIFA 18 cover star, first time ever. Yeah. Because uh, he was always a Pez man, wasn't he? He was, yeah. And Messi was always the cover as well. Yeah. It all comes down to contracts. Yeah, so there we have it. What you make of a man? A lot of sport. Yeah, a lot of sport, a lot of chat, a lot of festival fun. A lot of energised. Yeah. So, guys, Instagram, hit the, hit the, is, yeah, hit the subscribe. Sorry, I thought you were going to skip that. It's like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Bebo. For all the female listeners. Pinterest. Tinder. So, Wait, what's it? There's another one. Periscope. Snapchat. Yeah. I think we've got that. Grinder. What? <laughs> <laughs> and as always, stay energised. <laughs>